you hear me talk about personal development. You know, I think it's so important. We ought to invest that 5% of our income in personal development. Well, how would you like to get paid for your personal development? Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. Well, welcome in. Our business partner today is Gusto. Gusto is a software program to handle benefits and payroll. I'll tell you how you can get started on that in just a minute here. Well, this is the 48 Days Radio Show. Golly, this is a highlight of my week. To each week unpack the questions that you all submit. Go through those real-life questions. Today is no exception to that. We've got some doozies coming up. Here's some of the things we're going to be looking at. How would you like to get a tattoo? Would you do that for 100 free pizzas a year? That's a real example. We're going to look at what happened with that little promotion idea. Dan, how do I create multiple streams of income? Familiar topic. We're going to address a particular application for that. How about this? Do you lose your passion if it becomes your daily job? Yeah, I hear that a lot. Concerns about that. Someone wants to know, what are the best ways to identify one's core competencies? Well, our quotation comes from Lao Tzu, and he said, knowing others is intelligence. Knowing yourself is true wisdom. Mastering others is strength. Mastering yourself is true power. So if you want true wisdom and true power, it's an internal process. You develop yourself. You can do it. So my call to action for the week is, what are you doing for personal development yet this year? So we're right here, boom, the beginning of October. What are you going to do October, November, December? Three months. You're going to just slack off and just kind of wait for the new year? You're going to get it in gear so you hit 2019 walking tall. Hey, that's what I'm going to recommend. Absolutely. A lot of things you can do. A lot of things I've got planned for the last three months here to work on personal development. It's a big part of how I spend my time. Well, let's talk about Gusto for a little bit here, and then we're going to go into some interesting news. Not just the typical good news, perhaps, but certainly interesting news. And they got some success stories from listeners I want to share. Well, you know the payroll and benefits are tough if you're a small business. You don't have time to be an expert in things like taxes and regulations. And old school payroll providers, golly, they're cumbersome. I know I used to try to use them, and it's just not built for the way that we work today. Well, Gusto is making payroll benefits, human resources, easy for small businesses. In modern technology, the software they have makes it pretty easy. I mean, you can check out the things that they're doing. You know, some of the things that they're doing are like automated tax payments, filings and forms. Gusto automatically files and pays your payroll taxes, compiles and sends your W-2s and 1099s. I mean, if you've had anybody working for you, you know what those are? 1099s, we get a bunch of them. Get a bunch of them and send out a bunch of them at the end of the year. They take care of all of that. Gusto will handle that. You know, I did a 
tax filing this week. Made a big chunk payment to the IRS. And I want to keep on track of when that's due, how much ought to be sent in. I actually doubled the suggested payment because I know I'm making more money this year than I did last year. And I don't want to get caught behind. So we're doing some estimates that'll keep me on track for that. Well, most small businesses don't have an HR expert. You don't need to use one. You don't have need to have a human resource director if you use Gusto. I mean, with great software, great service, you can focus on your business, not on payroll and paperwork, the kind of things that most of us entrepreneurs don't enjoy. So Gusto is offering to 48 Days listeners an exclusive limited time deal. Sign up today and you get three months free once you run your first payroll. I mean, check it out. Just go to gusto.com slash 48 days. Again, that's gusto.com slash 48 days. Now, here's something that happened. It actually happened in Russia. But as application here, and similar things have been done here. There was a Russian Domino's franchise that put out a promotion. And the promotion was that if you got a Domino's pizza tattoo on your body, you'd get 100 pizzas a year for 100 years free. Now, think about that a little bit. A hundred pizzas a year for a hundred years. That's almost, you know, it's almost two a week. That could be a big part of family's grocery bill. And that's exactly what happened. The promotion was supposed to run for two months. So for two months, if you got a tattoo, a Domino's pizza tattoo, you'd get a hundred pizzas a year for a hundred years. Well, they shut it down after four days and you can guess why. Because they had so many people. They cut it off as soon as they could. And they already had 381 people who had done the deal. 381 people. Now, there's a whole lot of reason that people get tattoos. I mean, you see people, I mean, the, the most tattooed brand in the world is Harley Davidson. Now, people do that not because Harley-Davidson pays them, but because they're that fanatic about the product. I mean, that's kind of cool when you see somebody that is so fanatic about the brand that they get a tattoo. I haven't seen, I haven't seen a whole lot of 48 Days tattoos out there. You know, it's funny. I've seen a whole lot of other things, so hats and shirts and mugs and things where people have done it. It's certainly kind of cool to see that happen. But there are some companies where people will get a tattoo just because they're such a big fan of that. So we've seen a lot of different things that have promoted. I mean, there was a few years ago, there was a gambling site, golden palace and a woman got golden palace.com tattooed across her forehead for $10,000. Wow. That's pretty harsh. 10,000 bucks. Are you kidding me? to have that tattooed on your forehead for the rest of your life. Well, so there's been a lot of funky things that have been done, obviously. Now, however, the deal with this happening in Russia, this really is an economic issue. I mean, we know the average income in Russia is about $500 a month. So getting a tattoo was not just because they're a big fan. It really was 
an economic decision. I mean, for some, it was really an act of desperation. I mean, paying the equivalent of about $30 for a tattoo in exchange for two pizzas a week. Wow. I mean, it may be kind of a disturbing commentary on Russian economics, but also points out that a brand can't be that flippant about putting out what they think is just a marketing gag to do. No, people will do it. Well, anyway, what would what would it take for you to get a, a tattoo of the company you work for? I mean, there are a lot of companies that are providing incentives for employees to do that. It, it seems to kind of, I mean, we've talked about golden handcuffs. Golly, this goes beyond golden handcuffs. If you have a tattoo of your company, and there are a lot of people who are doing that. Now, I'm not going to go through a couple, uh, a couple months ago, I did go through some of the companies, what they're doing and um, how that's working. Some of the kind of hilarious stories about that, but just wondered, you know, what would you do? What would you be willing to do in terms of getting a tattoo? What would you, how would you have to be compensated? I'm sure there's probably some of you listening that would do it for two pizzas a week, but uh, I, I'd have to think long and hard about getting that done in exchange for food. Well, let's go on here. I got a couple of stories from um, listeners that I want to share that are just really cool. This comes from Yesman Thomas. Now, you can look her up, Yesman. It's Y-E-Z-M-I-N, Thomas.com. Just a delightful gal who I have not had the pleasure of meeting, but she says, Dan, I wanted to share with you my success story. And when I listened to your episode, why are you working a regular job when you're so talented? I knew I had to get this done. After reading your book, 48 Days to the Work You Love, it became clear to me that my path was to become a financial coach. I'm a TV journalist by trade, and early this year became a Ramsey Solutions Master Financial Coach. Using your 15-hour-a-week formula, I started building an online program through blogging, podcasting, and creating YouTube videos. In all honesty, I've spent the last two years investing way over 15 hours a week creating content and growing my audience list, both in Spanish and English platforms. But the effort is paying off. In less than a year of having launched my Spanish site, the blog averages about 30,000 visits per month. My podcast reached almost 12,000 downloads in August. Those are good numbers, incidentally. Used to, you, get a, you get a podcast where you're getting 10,000 downloads a month. I mean, those are good numbers. That get, that'll get you attention. And Yasmin says, every day I get emails from people all over the world who thank me for having created it because it's helping them change their lives. Last month, I left my full-time job to work in my dream of empowering and inspiring people to transform their lives through financial literacy. I currently reside in Wichita, Kansas, and I'm working on growing my coaching practice at the local level. As I work on my monetization model, it's evident that depending only on one-on-one coaching services for revenue would not be very profitable. Sadly, the people that need my help the most cannot afford to pay. Again, she's doing financial counseling. Now, I want you to listen to this because I'm going to reference this a um, few questions down because somebody's asking about how to leverage a particular skill and like Many out there, Yasmin realized that one-on-one coaching is not profitable enough, especially when you're doing financial coaching. You, know, you have to be doing other things. So she says, however, I saw an opportunity to still help them through their employers. So I put together different financial wellness workshops, packages, started offering them at companies 
I reached out to my former human resource manager and they hired me right away. I love that. The company she left hired her to come back and do a workshop. How cool is that? I was also approached by a big retail company and was hired to perform two workshops at one of their locations. In the future, I plan on creating a get out of debt online course to be able to help people anywhere and at a more accessible price. I already sell a few products online in Spanish and have plans of writing a book to empower the Hispanic community to become financially secure. It's taking time and a lot of patience, but these results are very encouraging and rewarding. Wow. You know, that reminds me, we, in about two weeks, we're going to be releasing the Spanish version of 48 Days to the Work You Love. I'm so excited about that. I need to get you a copy, Yasmin, of that. The Spanish version of 48 Days to the Work You Love. I had a listener who volunteered to do the translation. She was born in Bogota, Colombia. I checked out her work. I had her do a chapter and then checked it with some people who I know really understand the cultural differences in the language as well as just the literal translation and said, gee, she's doing a wonderful job. So it's done. We just got my first 10 copies in. I already sent some out, but uh, we're going to be releasing that in just a couple weeks, I think is the official release date. So Yasmin says, would you mind sharing with me the Venn diagram and the model to leverage your book's message? I've done that, done that a lot. And we're going to look at that a little bit more here in a little bit with another question. Thanks for the work you do, Dan. I discovered your podcast about four years ago when trying to determine my career path. Every week you continue to deliver inspiration and practical information that has empowered me and allowed me to get this far. Well, congratulations, Yasmin, on creating the work you love. What a great example of that. TV journalist, got certified as a financial coach with Dave Ramsey, started putting things together, and she's using the multiple streams of income. And look at, listen to how many different things she's doing to create income. It's exactly what we ought to be done. Yeah, you go check it out. Yesmin, again, Y-E-Z-M-I-N, Thomas.com. Got a delightful site, and you'll see all the different things on there that she is doing. Great example. All right, this comes from uh, Jordan Peterson. He actually shared this in the 48 Days Eagles community. Incidentally, last week, uh, I, I mentioned that we had opened the doors. Boy, did we ever open the doors. We should have um, torn down a wall for people coming in. It's really cool to see, but open the doors to 48 Days Eagles. You can just go to 48dayseagles.com and uh, waltz right in there. Um, no big entry fee or anything. You just start with the $36 a month fee. There's no commitment to that, no timeline. Just join the community. Anyway, a lot of fun things happen there and a whole lot of new members, a whole lot of new members. Really exciting to see and they're getting involved. Now, Jordan is a longtime member. So he's been in there since, I think, since the very beginning. But here's a note that he put up. This is really, I love what he lays out here. Jordan says, in 2013, while LeaderCast in Atlanta, a CPA from New Jersey who got a $10,000 a year professional development budget said that LeaderCast looked interesting enough to be worth flying down to attend. So again, a CPA, accountant from New Jersey, saw promotion for LeaderCast, a conference, decided, yeah, he's got a $10,000 a year budget. He'll buy an airline ticket, hotel, go to LeaderCast. And I re- he, so... Jordan says, I remember thinking, wow, she gets $10,000 a year to learn. I thought that was a great and amazing idea. Now get the timeline. That was in 2013, five years ago. So the goal was 
get paid to attend conferences, events, and conventions and hear incredible speakers and presentations. So I started thinking and dreaming about how I could make that work. About three years ago, I decided that working at a conference resort hotel would be a good way and to work as a sound guy in the back of the room. I used Dan's job search process to send letters of introduction, resumes, and a phone call to the big five resorts in our city. Now, check this out. I got interviewed at three of them and offered a job with two of them. I accepted the job at the Ritz-Carlton, which turned out to be the number one five-star resort in the world as ranked by Forbes last year. God, I talk about classy. Within 90 days, I was being paid to run sound for conferences, meetings, and conventions, and I've learned a lot and I've had a blast doing it. Now, 30 months later into this job, I have been promoted to director of operations for the whole audiovisual department and have been given, drum roll, given a $12,000 a year professional development budget as part of my compensation plan, among a number of other amazing compensation things. Dreams do come true with a solid plan, action, and God's help in leading Jordan. I love that story. He went to a conference, probably paid his own nickel to go to LeaderCast five years ago, met a lady who had a $10,000 professional development budget, and it just planted the seed in his own mind. I mean, this is how dreams come true, guys. You plant the seed in your mind and then you water it, you nurture it, you believe it. And guess what? Five years later, he's working, he's director of operations for audiovisual department at the Ritz-Carlton, number one hotel in the year of, of, in the world, and has a $12,000 a year professional development budget. And let's put this in perspective a little bit because I talk a lot about investing in yourself. So buying a book is an investment in yourself. I mean, get some of the classics, you know, think and grow rich, the magic of thinking big, how to win friends and influence people. Buying those is not just an expense. It's an investment. And my encouragement is to start at 3%, no matter if you're making 10 bucks an hour, 3% of your income. If you're making $12 an hour, that means you have $58 a month to spend in personal development. It's not a big amount, but you can get a couple nice books or an online course. There are great online courses for 39 bucks out there. So you have $58 to spend at $12 an hour. Well, you move up a little bit, and I encourage you at $50,000 a year to increase the percentage from 3 to 5%. So that would mean $2,500 you'd have to spend. If you're making $50,000 a year, $100,000, yeah, it's $5,000. So you really get to look at conferences and things. $12,000 that Jordan is getting here, that relates to, in my formula, making $240,000 salary. That would be what I would consider reasonable if you're making essentially a quarter of a million dollars. Boy, that's just a, that's such a great story to be able to have that budget where you can then just choose. I mean, but you to, if you're a solopreneur, if you're a business owner, if you're on your own, you ought to be doing the same thing. Give yourself a budgeted line item. So next year, you know, you have $5,000 to spend. If you anticipate making $100,000, you have $5,000 to spend on going to conferences. What is that going to be? You know, we have people coming into coaching mastery, 
who are at that level and they want to figure out how to position themselves as a coach and then how to leverage that into the multiple streams of income that we teach in that program. Well, the program's $4,800, the 48 Days Coaching Mastery Program. And we don't want that to be in lieu of groceries, believe me. We want that to be a percentage of somebody's income to invest in themselves so they can then expect the 10 times return that we talk about. Well, this comes from Lori. It says, I'm a social worker therapist, and six months ago, I closed my practice due to lack of financial viability, and I'm not sure I want to restart another practice. I returned to my old job at a prison as a social worker, but I don't want to work at the prison forever. I would like to branch out into other areas of interest and have multiple streams of income because I've discovered I like having variety in my work life. I'm uncertain where how to start this process. Do you have any suggestions? Well, yes, I just happen to have some suggestions, Lori. Sure. What you're talking about being a social worker. Again, it's one of those things where, you know, working a job as a social worker or working in the prison system, you know, you're likely to be at $38,000. Yeah. It's pretty tough to get ahead with that, but can you take your unique information your unique knowledge, talent, skill, passion. I mean, all those things can be focused in doing your social work. You just need to find some new applications. Can you do that? Absolutely. And yeah, if you don't, you know, to start another practice as a social worker therapist. Now here, here's just, let, let's just take kind of a subtle twist on this. We do have people coming in too. I mean, right now, um, Brian is in our coaching mastery program and he's a he's an established therapist. So that's been his work. He gets third party pay, meaning, you know, doctors, other agencies refer people to him. The insurance pays for his work. Well, the pay is not outstanding in that kind of arrangement. You can work a lot of hours and be very good at what you do. Very competent at what you do, compassionate, caring, all those things and still be paid peanuts. He's, repositioning himself, just a gentle realignment as a coach. Well, as a coach, it does change things. You have people come to you because they want to improve and they pay for it. And typically a coach is going to start at about $120 a session. I mean, those are the kind of ways that we help somebody reposition. And Brian's so excited he can't sleep at night. You got to see the videos he's sending Ashley and me to tell us about his excitement and some of the things that he's doing. I mean, he's going to rock it in this space, but he was a therapist and repositioned himself as a coach. And now he's adding these multiple streams of income. Now, as you ask Lori in your question, how do you develop multiple streams of income? Go right back to yesmanthomas.com. Yeah, I mentioned just a little bit ago. She's doing financial coaching and she knows the people who need it most have find it very difficult to pay for it. Just like the people who need most your social work and therapy work, they're going to find it difficult to pay for it. Probably. I mean, it kind of goes hand in hand often. Don't want to make a broad generalization, but often they do. But can you use those skills? Well, look at some of the things that she's done. So she put together a course and instead of going to, you know, one person at a time to buy a course, she's going to companies and they're hiring her to come in and present the course. And I did that with 
my initial work as a coach where I was just helping people understand the disc profile. So I had a workshop. This was years ago. I had a workshop, three hour workshop, $3,500. And I did that for lots and lots of companies, companies that would have me come in every month and do it for a new segment of their employee population. I mean, did that for Deutsche Bank. They at the time had 20,000 employees. I'd never run out of employees to do that kind of a workshop. So that's certainly something you can do. Now, here's some of the things that you can do as a social worker. You may have something that you want to write about that. Just the challenges of positive mental health. There may be a particular topic that you work in. Uh, Maybe, you know, how to break out of welfare. I mean, I don't know what it is. You know, how to deal with depression. I mean, it could be any, any one, a variety of things. You may have a little ebook that you want to put out about that. You know, put it out there, $17. Well, you don't have to have everybody in the world buy that. You don't have to put it on Amazon. You don't have to have it be a bestseller. But if you had a thousand people in the course of the entire year buy that, that's $17,000. You know, that could be close to half of your income. I mean, just one idea like that. But, you know, then if you are competent in a particular area. I mean, I encourage you to do that. Become known for something that's specialized, not just a generalist, some specialization. Then you get opportunities to speak. Well, you can get paid for speaking at conferences and organizations. You can develop other products. You could develop an online course or a seminar that you do. You could do a live event where you invite people to come. They don't have to pay a lot, but they can pay $39. And if you have a hundred people come, that's, you know, $3,900. So you can have a membership site where you invite people who are perhaps other social, social workers or people who are dealing with the issue that you want to address. Either one is legitimate to have a membership site, which is simply an affinity group where people who have a common interest come together. And if you charge them $10 a month to be part of that and have 3000 people in the world, who are interested in that same thing. That's a lot of money. It's $30,000 a month. And there are people doing that with herbs, with people who are fans of a particular breed of dog. You know, people who like a particular kind of car, you know, you can have a affinity group for Corvette owners. I mean, anything where there's a common interest lends itself to having a, being a membership site. You can do personal coaching. You may do personal coaching one day a week. Then, where you're not dependent on that for your total income, but it still keeps you in the trenches, nose to nose with people, maybe something that you like to do. I mean, there's just so many applications of things that you can do. And if you go to, if you go to some of our, well, well, there's certainly a lot of people in the 40 days community you can go to, you go to like Javana.com. You hear me talk about Javana Ellison. She's Dean of Coaching in our 48 days Eagles community, but just go to Javana, J E V O N N A H.com. And you'll see the variety, just exactly as I just described, you're going to see everything that I just described. Membership sites, mastermind speaking, product sales, live events. I mean, all those things because she knows how to leverage her skill as a coach. If you look at Pat Flynn, a lot of you know him because of the passive smart, passive income. But you go there, he has courses, he has events, he has masterminds, he has all kinds of things around that content of how to create online income. If you even take somebody like um, Bob Goff, and a lot of you know Bob's a 
incredible individual who wrote the book Love Does. Well, the book was amazing in its success, but you don't make significant money from books. I mean, even a book like that. I mean, the books that I have that have done really well, I'm grateful for that. But certainly they don't create income that I could live on. So I look for other ways to leverage that message. Well, Bob is doing the same thing with his message, Love Does. Golly, so the book, you know, you can probably get for eight bucks or something like that. It's a little paperback book, you know, and he's going to get 75 cents. But he also does Dream Big, a three-day event. He's got one coming up in November in Hawaii. Only, let's see, he's going to limit it to only 50 people, but it's $3,000. So that's, eh, that's 150,000 bucks for a three-day event. Yeah, that'll work. And you pay your own, you know, airfare and hotel and all that. Well, that's the way that you leverage. I mean, our coaching mastery coaches, rarely do they make their primary income from one-on-one coaching. So Laura, you can do the same thing as social work therapist. Just leverage your unique skill instead of trying to see a financial model that are work by serving people who need it most, but are least likely able to pay. All right, we move on here. Aaron says, when you started your first workbook at the church, how did you create it? I have material I speak on that I would like to turn into a workbook and seminar, but would like a well-formatted workbook with images and not just text. Do you have any resources or information on how to create your first seminar workbook? Wow, you know, I didn't check. Aaron, um, (laughs) the easiest way to get information on this is if you're part of the Eagles community, just ask the same question there and you're going to get flooded with responses. But what I did when I first started out is Joanna and I just took my loose Sunday school notes and went to Kinko's and just had them print those, had a hard stock cover, and then spiral bound them. And we bought a little machine and we would do the spiral bounding ourselves. You know, punch the holes in them and spiral bound them. We were turning those little things out once we realized we were going to sell them in addition to just being available for people in the Sunday school class. So it was very, very simple. Now, are there resources? Yeah, with my, my goodness, again, in the 48 Days community, we've got great graphic designers, layout editors, and people can make make it look really gorgeous. Jennifer Harshman, who did the layout for Time to Fly, the book that was produced by members of the 48 Days Eagles community. I mean, Jennifer does this kind of work. And then for the printing, yeah, there's there's plenty of options for print. Printing is not a big deal at all. No matter what the quantity is you want, we use Bang Printing, B-A-N-G, Bang Printing for large runs. So if we're going to do, you know, 10,000 copies of a workbook, that's who we use. Now, they're probably not going to work as well for small print runs, but there are people like John Brenner at allenprinting.com right here in Nashville, allenprinting.com. And John, just J-O-N, Brenner is the guy there. And then um, we also use Sow the Seed Ministries. Mark at SowTheSeedMinistries.com. That's in Glasgow, Kentucky. Yeah, they'll do small runs for you and help you make sure that it looks really great. So those are, there's, there's certainly plenty more. I'll just give you a couple there to get you started. Now, this is shared in the Eagles community as well. And this is kind of cool because what happens in Eagles community is as soon as somebody puts up a question, believe me, they don't have to wait on Dan Miller to show up because 
there's so much talent, so much brain power in the group that other people jump in and answer, I mean, my gosh, in ways that blow my mind, ways that I learn from. Well, here, here's, here's a great example. So Preston says, um, I just joined this week. So he's one of the brand new members. I'm looking forward to learning from you all. I'm a, currently a quality engineer and decided that is definitely not my passion. I'm looking at different options and I'm not sure what I'm passionate about yet. I flew a helicopter a few times, loved that. I've researched that as a career and keep coming back to it. I hesitate because it is not the family life I'm hoping for six weeks on six weeks off schedule or something similar. I dream of trying to start my own helicopter business. So I guess my question is, how have you found what you're passionate about? And were you still passionate about it as it became your daily job? Now that's, I love the twist at the end there because I have a lot of people who say, well, I'm passionate about, you know, beekeeping or I'm passionate about, you know, growing flowers or I'm passionate about, you know, carving in wood or playing music or singing or, or doing art. But I'm afraid that if I did that full time and made it part of my income generation, that I, I'd come to hate it. Wow. Where, where do you go with that thinking? Well, let's just kind of play that out a little bit. If I think that messing around with old cars. <laughs> if I would be afraid that if I did that full time, I would just learn to hate it because I would be dependent on it for my income. Then the safest thing for me to do is never do anything remotely related to that. So if you enjoy graphic design, you know, you know, you're really good at art, but you're afraid that if you took what is now a hobby and turned it into an income generator that you'd learn to hate it. Boy, then the safest thing to do is get a job where you spend 40 hours a week where it's totally unrelated to that. Boy, that just makes my insides turn out. <laughs> I mean, that's not a pretty picture at all. I want to do something in the biggest expense of my time that I truly do love. So yes, I want it to be aligned with your passion. Now, let me, I'll be, I'm going to stop here and get the wisdom of a couple members of the Eagles community because in response to Preston's question there about, you know, he'd really like to fly a helicopter, but his question is, how do you discover your passion? And were you still passionate about it as it became your daily job? Well, Rob Orr said, passion is a tricky path. Just because one is passionate about something doesn't mean that one can make a career out of it. And one thing that I think gets lost in the conversation regarding passion a lot of times is that work is still work, regardless of whether or not you're passionate about it. That's a great line. Yeah. I mean, just because you're passionate about something doesn't mean that it's you know comparable to sitting in an easy chair eating ice cream. There's still work involved, but you feel differently about the work if, it, if you're passionate about it. And he says, uh, in addition to Dan's work, I would rec highly recommend reading So Good They Can't Ignore You by Cal Newport. That book is a fantastic look into how one becomes passionate about anything and becoming a master craftsman and how the work of becoming great at what you do can lead to becoming passionate. It's one of the best books I've read. Absolutely. Totally agree. And Wisdom Meets Passion that I wrote with my son, Jared, we talk about that, that passion often is more developed than it is discovered and it's hard to know what your passion is if you're not doing anything 
mean, you, you can't figure out what your passion is by just going and sitting on a stump in the middle of a, the hay field. No, you discover your passion by doing different things. Try different things. Go different places. Talk to different people. Read different books. I mean, wow, all those things are ways to help you get closer to discovering the seed of a passion. And when you discover the seed of a passion, then you develop it and you become really, really good. Like Rob is saying, Cal Newport talks about it and so good they can't ignore you. You become really good. I mean, was Michael Jordan passionate about basketball when he was six years old? I don't know. He might have kicked it around a little bit. But I think he could have been mediocre about his feelings about basketball. But as he did it and became better and better and better, I'm pretty confident his passion about it grew and grew and grew as well. Now, another response to this issue here, and we're going to move on. The Talis Asella, just a great guy, very involved in the 40 Days Eagles community. Great question right there, Preston. He responds, I discovered my passion out of frustration and curiosity. I didn't like the life my family was living, financially speaking. And I wanted to know the secret of success. I started reading everything I could find. A few years later, as he talked about being a teenager, a few years later, I accidentally fell on Think and Grow Rich. That was gold and it still is. I, as I read it, I applied what it said. Immediately, I felt the need to share that knowledge with others. I wasn't a household name, so holding conferences didn't work back then but I realized my peers kept coming to me asking for advice on random stuff, such as talking to a girl or convincing a potential employer. My unstructured advice worked most of the time. Ever since, I've always read, written, spoken, and advised about focus, confidence, goals, and dreams. Long story, but hopefully it can help. Your love for a helicopter might be a green light. Golly, great answers. Now also, when we talk about passion, exercising your passion, working in your passion, doesn't always have to be forced to be your only source of income. I don't want to give that impression. There are a lot of times when it makes perfect sense to be something on the side. I worked with a young lady. God, I just remembered this. Her name was Debbie. This was years ago. And she felt called to be and gifted as a Christian singer. So she would sing. Well, she would, you know, get a little gig. She'd go out on to a church on a Sunday night. Golly, you know, just hoping and praying. They'd give her enough of a love offering so she could have gas to get back home and food for Monday and Tuesday at least. That was pretty much her life. You know, living with friends, kind of couch surfing, didn't couldn't afford a place, just hoping for the big break where, you know, God would open the door and she'd be successful as a singer. I told her, Debbie, you have other skills. You're, you're great at administrative kind of things. Why don't you get a job? So you take the pressure off yourself in having to make your singing the only source of your income. Well, she was kind of confused about my advice since she felt called by God, which is a big one to get around, and gifted and talented, passionate, all those things lined up to do Christian singing. Yes. However, let's do this, if nothing but as an interim plan. She got a job. She actually got a job at Fruit of the Loom in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Great 
administrative position. They loved her. She immediately got her own apartment, bought a new car, improved her wardrobe. Guess what she feels like now when she stands up to sing? She has way more confidence, way more passion. She doesn't have to be dependent on them. And and you know the rest of the story. Immediately, her income, her bookings and everything went up in the area where she really wanted to be involved. It's just, that's just the way that it works again and again and again. So let me come back to kind of the beginning of this passion issue. Sometimes your passion isn't going to make you a living. What if it just makes a difference? Well, that's okay. I don't want to, I don't want to be so black and white about this, that whatever you're passionate about, you got to have that make your money. There are things that I'm passionate about that I have no desire, no plan to turn into making money. I mean, I love doing landscaping things here on our property. I got a little John Deere tractor. God, I can move rocks and trees and build new little water features. Joanna and I both enjoy that. Do I want to just uh, move everything I'm doing into that? No, I enjoy doing that, you know, about three hours a week. It's a hobby. Do I love it? Am I passionate about it? Absolutely. You, know, you hear me talk about cars. I love, I love the hunt. I mean, I'm never happier, I tell Joanne sometimes, than when I'm looking for a car. But I love the looking, finding, negotiating, selling. I love that stuff. I mean, I could easily move more of my time and effort. I have no plan for turning that into a money-making venture at all. Now, could I? Yeah, totally. I mean, I could drop everything I'm doing and move into that. And I'm sure I could be, you know, successful and happy doing that. But um, I'm also pretty happy doing what I'm doing now. Don't have any plans to change there. But be, be comfortable with the idea that sometimes, you know, the application of your passion, you know, the primary purpose is to make a difference, not necessarily to make an income. Well, Ryan says, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to wrap up with this. Ryan says, Dan, I'm going through your 48 days book right now. You speak a lot about core competencies. What are the best way to identify one's core competencies? Is there a list of core competencies somewhere? Are there any resources you would recommend to discover them? And finally, what are some ways to highlight core competencies on an introductory letter, resume, or interview? Uh, thanks, Dan. P.S. I'm learning more in your book about job searching than I ever learned in high school, college, and grad school. Uh, your book, 48 Days to the Work You Love, should be in the curriculum for at least one of those grade, grade levels. Well, I appreciate your affirmation. That would be wonderful if that happens. In terms of core competencies, I mean, that's, that's kind of a broad term. When, we, when you do the DISC profile, as an example, or how to sell a product, the disc profile. If you go to 48days.com and go to our store, you can see it there and examples of it and see, you know, see, see sample reports. And so you know what I'm talking about. And in there, it'll list core competencies. It'll show things that you're likely to be really good at. Now those need to be backed up, not just by a computer report, but by real life experiences, things that you've done. So you ought to be able to recognize those things that you have proven competence in. What do other people say you do well? So it ought to be things that are applicable for any company out there. You know, so 
you may have things like database management, you know, customer service, sales and marketing, you know, handling Facebook ads. I mean, all those things could be core competencies. Um, so there's not, I mean, there's, there's lots of lists out there. Yeah. But all you need is two or three things for you. So you really park on those. I mean, my writing, speaking, coaching, period. That's it. That's all I have to have as core competencies for me. There's so many applications of those and so much leverage of those writing, speaking, coaching. That's it. Now, those are not things, if I were to put together a resume and go get a job somewhere, that'd be different. I'd have to frame those differently, describe them differently, even if they were the same core competencies in order to position myself as an employee. That's a little different. So again, depending on what you want your application to be, make sure the terminology lines up with what a company would be looking for, what positions you there well. Well, I hope that's helpful. You know, we've got people asking about the uh, the cruise coming up. My goodness, we're going to have a lot of fun with that. Uh, and, and you go in, we'll start communicating with you if you are on that list, if you've already registered for that. And at this point, all you need to do is just register. You don't even need to, to pay for it. I think there's a deposit that you put down, but you could register to hold a room if you want to even think about it for a month or so. You know, go ahead and do that. But just go to 48 Days dot com slash cruise and you can check out the cruise again it's going to be a seven night caribbean celebrity equinox leaving up from miami florida we're going to be going down to san juan puerto rico and then down to st thomas and back up to the dominican republic and then to nassau but in the meantime we've got three days at sea we're going to be talking about acres of diamonds how to release your dream how to recognize your core competencies your passions, your talents, and then how to put legs on those things. And again, we're going to draw from the wisdom of the people on the cruise. So there's not going to be, um, it's not going to be just all top-down training. It's going to be drawing from the wisdom of the people there. I've learned more and more and more that uh, you get people together in a room, uh, golly, you don't have a clear ranking of who's smartest, who's next, all the way down to the dummy. That's usually not the case. You usually have a whole lot of talent, wisdom, and brain power in the room. I love recognizing that and love seeing that, love bringing that to the forefront, which is really what we want to do. Well, again, check it out to call to action this week. What are you going to do for personal development yet this year? We have three months left. You can do wonders. I mean, you know that I believe you can change your life dramatically in 48 days. What can you do in 90? Almost double that? Whoa, a whole lot. Incidentally, we're working our way toward, uh, we'll have a big to-do November 14th. November 14th is when I personally want to have my goals set clearly for 2019, know exactly what I want to accomplish in multiple areas and be started and making deposits of success in those areas. But the reason it's November 14th is because that is 48 days before the new year starts. Again, it just, just works for me. It's been a lot of fun over the years to have that much time where I don't have to really think about things through the holidays. I can just be enjoying time with family and friends. But again, being clear in my mind about what I want to have happen starts to open the doors like dominoes falling down. 
and it'll do the same for you. You know, we'll put together our 2019 goal setting sheet here shortly. I'll have I'll make sure we do that in the next couple of weeks. So we have that readily available, just a free resource to help you start sorting through getting your goals lined up so you can make 2019 the year you want it to be. Well, thanks for being part of this community. Again, I'd love to have you check out the 48dayseagles.com if you're not yet a member. If you're if you're not yet a member, let me know why. Shoot a note to ask Dan at 48days.com. You can Use that for your question, success story, whatever, 48, just ask Dan at 48days.com. If you're not an Eagles member, let me know why. I'm really curious to know because it's such a source of ideas and resources to move people forward. Well, thanks for being part of this group where we are, in fact, finding or creating work that is meaningful, purposeful, and profitable.